Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter, Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Glad to have you with us tonight. Uh, some great guests coming on tonight. Uh, going to be joining us a little later. I have three North Florida Puma players. Um, they were three of the USWFL League Award winners. Uh, they're going to be joining us along with Coach Patterson of the LA Warriors. He's going to be joining us later on. Uh, his team is going to be competing for the Division One title in the WFA against the Boston Renegade uh, this Saturday in Atlanta, Georgia. So we have a really good show for you lined up tonight and uh, looking looking forward to all the interviews and talking with these young ladies and uh, about winning these awards. You know, it's not just a team award, man, when you can uh, win these with uh, everybody in the league and different coaches and things of that nature vote for you. It means a lot. So really looking forward to talk, uh, talking to them. Also, uh, you know, talk about the championships. I know that the uh, WFA is getting ready to start this uh, Friday, I guess, um, with, with their championship. They had, uh, I think, the IWFL. Whatever they had was this past weekend, and uh, I guess uh, by now most of you know about the best of the West, um, the deal that they had in Vegas. Um, most people didn't see it because live stream wouldn't work, and people was having to take their phone and go live with Facebook and things of that nature, so I'm not really sure quite around. Um one one thing I did take, you know, we listened to a little bit of was the was the meeting they had and uh I think they live streamed it or something. I'm not real sure. I just heard some of it and they they brought up some good points and some of the potential investors uh for them brought up some really good points. So uh, to me, that was the best thing that come out of the best of the West. But, again, I didn't get to see much of the game because the, the live stream wasn't up. Um, but those were this past weekend. Um, the USWFL was two weekends ago, and uh, it was a great uh, championship weekend as well. So uh, this week, the WFA, I guess, is going to wrap it up. Um, their championship in the Division Three and uh, Two, I suppose, 
start on Friday, and uh, should both be really, really good games. Uh, we're going to try to get down there. I don't know can or not. We've got so much going on, but we're going to try to get down there. And then on Saturday, they have their All-American game, as they call it, and uh, the Division One. Uh, matchup between the L.A. Warriors and the Boston Renegades. So that should be uh, really, really good games down there this weekend. I, I am glad that they're having it here uh, on the East Coast. I've never been exactly through this place where they're having it, but uh, there are several nice places in Atlanta to host championship games. And uh, from what I hear, the the lady that is hosting it is uh, one thing she does well is this kind of deal. So I so it's going to be uh, a fantastic uh, weekend of football down there. So winning the football to, to boot. So everybody that gets a chance, uh, you want to see some great women's football, you should head down there. Um, on Friday, the offensive MVP of the league, will be playing in that game. She plays running back for Arkansas, and she is bad news. So you get a chance to get down there and check her out in person, you should, because she, she's probably going to put on a show. If they're going to win the game, she will most definitely put on a good show. And she she's really fast and, and can take it from anywhere. So I hope, uh, I hope I get to get down there to watch the game as well myself, but like I said, we've been pretty busy and a lot of things going on around here. So, uh, good luck uh, playing uh, in that down there. And to all you girls that made the All-American game, congratulations. And, you know, for some, some girls, that's the highlight of the season. I know everybody sets out to win championships, but they just don't happen or for everybody. So, for some people, that's the highlight of your season and maybe you're a really good player and play on a uh, bad team It's not fortunate enough to have 50 players and all of them be good and that kind of uh, thing so uh, congratulations to all you you girls you know listening to to this guy or these potential investors and, and these four teams owners out there that's best in the West and talking about women's football and going to the next level. You know, all of it is, is, is exactly the same thing we've been saying here on Tuesday night when I had Mr. Terry McGriff on. Um, we're, it seems like we're all in agreement with, with lots of things, but we're not really doing anything to come together on, on all these things. Um, now, one thing, they um, sort of separate themselves because they only want a certain kind of teams from what I gather. Now, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. Just from what I gather, they only want a certain uh, kind of team and things of that nature. And, uh, yes, that's, that's fine. But, you know, how many of those teams are there out there? Um, so, you know, my my thing is I, I want good, good, solid teams. Uh, 
something we can build something strong on. And it, it's going to take a while. You know, Roma built the day. Uh, you know, and I've talked to several investors myself, and, and, you know, they feel the same way as we do. And, you know, they've asked me, well, Dave, you know, what, what have you got? Well, right now the product I've got is not, you know, what's uh, where worthy of uh, getting uh, them involved, you know. Um, we, we're all going to have to figure out how to set aside our differences to to come together. And, uh, you know, the one thing I did like from, from what that guy said, and I don't even know who he was, uh, I just caught part of the conversation. But, you know, he said in the NFL, he said, you those owners don't even like one another, but they look out for one another. And that's the one thing that we don't see here in, in women's football is people not looking out for other other people. They're looking out for themselves, and that is it. But the guy is correct. We, we all have to look out for one another. We have to figure out how we're going to come together as a whole, as one, to to reach these uh, common common ground. Uh, it's actually, you know, what a lot of it he said was what I said in our banquet that night. Is we have to, you know, and I've seen a lot of people that night shaking their head and agreeing with me, but I haven't seen anything in motion, or I haven't seen anything, you know, or anybody moving forward yet to. to prove that they really want to do that. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing that in women's football, it, it's the most dog-eat-dog -dog world I've, I've ever seen. I've never seen anything where it's so personal. You know, I, I remember back when, when I played football, I played on the county team, and, and there was um, – four teams in the county and you know we we played each other and there was, there was big rivals I mean we played uh, when we our biggest rival was Tennessee High which that's the home field where we play our home games now Stone Castle but when when we showed up there even though we were big rivals man it was their booster club was like you know they they fed us. They had stuff eaten. Um, you know, after the game, uh, we uh, we always had uh, they'd make sandwiches and and chips and have coolers full of drinks and stuff. And they they were huge rivals. You know, um, there was guys that um, you know when you you played you couldn't stand them. And now I've been friends with one of them for almost thirty years. And uh, you know, I, I don't see that in women's football. And trust me, man, it was a big rival. And matter of fact, the, the, the team where I played on has never beat Tennessee High. And uh, come close several times. And some bonehead plays along the way here and there cost us the win. So um, it's big rivals. But what I'm getting at is even though they were big rivals, the game was was led up to be huge. The media, was, 
everybody got involved. Hey, it was a big game. But when the game, when we got there, everything was, was rolled out for us. We didn't have to do anything but just play. Uh, after the game, you know, it's late. As young teenagers, um, you get back to the school real late. Things are closed. Like I said, their booster club. Uh, that's been crazy. Food in there for us to eat and, and things of that nature. And that's one thing that I don't see in in women's football. Now, there is a couple of teams that the players really get along good. The organizations um, seem to get along good um, for the most part. But as a whole, I mean, that's something to build on. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. The two is better than none. Um, but it's going to take more than those two. It's going to take several. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of the deal that everybody just, you know, makes it so personal. Like, this one's going to get something up on me and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, you know, some of these teams, I've seen some uh, great friendships um, occur in the last year uh, between between teams. And, and that's what it's going to have to happen for us to reach our ultimate goal here in women's football, if if and when we're going to reach that goal. Now, I know um, my opinion of exactly what it's going to take to, to get these big money investors involved is probably a lot different from the the women that own the teams or some of the men that own the teams. But from what I'm gathering, the women I heard speak of the best of the West, their their ideas and my ideas are somewhat different. So, uh, but our common goal seems to be the same. We just you know how we're going to get to it is uh, is a little different. So, um, and I and I feel the same way with with the the WFA. And uh, you know that's that's all fine and good. We just we're going to have to figure out a way to. Uh, come together and somebody's going to have to give and somebody's going to have to take and then somebody else is going to have to give and take and until we can um, figure this thing out because nobody seems to be getting anywhere uh, with the way things are going or the way they're doing right now. So <laughs> I did I did like a lot of the things that I heard in the uh, open forum that they had out there in Vegas. Um there was a lot of good questions. There was a lot of details. And like I said, there was a lot of truth in a lot of what these people said. And uh, I can really um, appreciate it and relate to it. So uh, maybe maybe we'll get into it more next week and talk about it some more. But uh, um, just want to give you a little heads up on what, what was being said and what people were thinking. So uh, right now, I think we've got Miss Alex Perry from the North Florida Pumas on. Hello, Alex. You there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming on the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, no problem. I'm uh, here. All right. First thing, I want to congratulate you on the on a great season uh, with the North Florida Pumas uh, from from last year to this year. I know you were a rookie, but still from last year to this year, 
complete turnaround. And, uh, you know, it's players like yourself that uh, come in with a positive attitude that help change that. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a great season. I was around a little bit um, last year before the season started, but I, I deployed. That's why I wasn't – that's why I was a rookie this year. So I knew a lot of the girls uh, coming back. And um, just the change from last year to this year was, was a huge just attitude. And, and uh, we had new coaches and everything, so it was a really good experience. Right. Well, one of the – you know, one of the greatest things that probably that you – you've accomplished to me and you may not even know it is is one of your co owners, Mr. McGriff, was you know, was telling me um what just a great attitude you had about football in general that, you know, you were one of them that uh were was it was a team that didn't matter where you played, you just wanted to play and you know, that's a great uh, great statement from from uh, somebody that you know, that's been around football for a long time and a, a co-team owner. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, – I, I definitely got moved around a little bit, um, and I was willing to do whatever it took to to help the team win, and, and that was what was important. But, you know, I, I also wanted to, to get better, and so um, the coaches really, you know, worked with me, and, and I came a long way from the beginning of the season to the end in terms of just little technique stuff. But uh, – but yeah, I definitely moved around quite a bit on the on the team. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that you know when you don't play on these um, huge teams with thirty five and forty on the roster, and um, you you have to play a lot of different positions, you know. And that's one thing I tell my girl. Um, the 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 worst thing about playing on a small team is you have to play a lot. The best thing about playing on small team is you get to play a lot, you know. Uh, yeah. it, it's a blessing It's a blessing and a curse because, you know, when people say, what position do you play? And uh, they sort of look and say, well, everywhere, really, you know. So uh, that just, you know, that just broadens your football knowledge, I think. But, um, you know, to be – to be one of the rookies of the year, and I got some of your stats right here in front of me. You had 452-yard rushing, five TDs, and you also had 12 tackles. So that that's a pretty good year, no, not uh, no matter if you're a rookie or not. Yeah, I mean, um, we were blessed. You know, at the beginning of the year, I was splitting carries with uh, Sam Kinsler, um, and then unfortunately she went down with an injury, and so we had to kind of adjust a little bit. Um, and then I was splitting carries with Paige Jones, um, and then they finally put me – they moved me from running back up to, to fullback, and, and that really changed when we changed our offense, and I think that changed a lot of things. It made our offensive line a little bit stronger because we could move um, – move one of our offensive linemen from fullback back up to, to right tackle, which made a huge difference. Um, Ashley Lance, um, one of the best, one of the best uh, linemen in the game. And so um, it really kind of opened up some things. Um, and, and I'm lucky that I kind of understood the terminology so they could kind of throw them in wherever they needed to. And I would know where I was supposed to go just by the way the play is called, even if I hadn't practiced it. So I, I got pretty lucky that way. Right. Well, you know, a lot of times you don't, um, and this happens a lot in in college, especially is players. You know, they they sign them for for a certain position, 
things happen that they don't, uh, you know, maybe they sign somebody that's better. And, and it sometimes it takes some injuries before you get moved around to actually find the position that fits you the best, you know, and that that happens. And, and, that's, and that's one thing that if you play on a, a large team, sometimes you don't uh, ever get that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely uh... – it definitely it helped to have uh, people on the team that were flexible and willing to kind of play wherever. Um, and so uh, I definitely think uh, I found a, a good role for myself and at fullback and that wishbone offense. So um, we'll see if that's that's where they end, they end up uh, putting me next to as well. Right. Well, I know I know one thing for sure that that most of the year girls I don't know them all, but. Most of you girls on that team um, have have a good attitude um, for the you know for the most part. I know. Look, I'm I'm an ultimate competitor myself. I hate to lose more than I like to win. I get all that. Everybody wants to win. Not everybody can win, but for the most part, uh, everybody on that team has a great attitude and. To me, that's one thing, and I've talk, I've had Terry on here several times, and to me, that's one thing that has helped turn this around for the whole team is everybody having a, a great attitude because I'm telling you, in the old saying, one bad apple spoils the whole bushel, is exactly the truth. Uh, yeah, no, I mean that's that's for sure. I think uh, you know we uh, we look at the the football team as a family. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we treat it that way and you're never always going to get along with your family all the time, but, uh, at the end of the day, our goal is the same and, and it's to win, win games and win championships. And we came up just a little bit short and I think, uh, we have a couple more players next year. I think it might be a little bit different, but, uh, um, you know, I think everybody just wants to do what they can to, to help the team win and, and if that means changing positions or, you know, splitting carries or doing whatever it needs needs to be done, that's that's what matters. Yeah, most, most people don't understand that, you know, a, a football season is a grind. And you oh, yeah. start that grind early, and it goes on through mid-July if you're playing in a championship. And – you know, I see so many girls, you know, after you have a scrimmage or something, they get attitude, why well, ain't going to get to play? I might as well quit, this, that, and other. And they don't even realize. And the best thing for them is to go ahead, in my opinion, and they do, is go ahead and quit because you don't have even, you don't even have an idea of what it takes to get through a season in women's football, especially if you don't have those 35 or 40 players. And I know y'all don't. Most teams around here don't. And you're going to get plenty of playing time if you apply yourself and and get ready to play. I have no doubt, even on your team, and I'm not trying to coach your team or anything, but even on your team, if you get shape and show interest and know know what's going on, I have no doubt you'll get plenty of playing time. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's what it comes down to is learning the plays, learning learning the terminology, learning what the coaches are trying to tell you. And and you know, during that championship game, our depth really, you know, it was apparent the the lack of lack of depth. But even then, we were, we were you know everybody got playing time in that in that championship game. And so um, 
Yeah, and, and, you know, the bigger the team, you know, the more you push each other. And I've always been a big uh, proponent of if you if you want playing time, if you want to be a starter, show up to practice, get better, and, and earn it and compete. And that's, you know, every, everything should be a competition. Um, and, and that's just kind of how I approach things. Right. Well, I, I don't blame you, and I tell everybody all the time, they ask me, Coach, who's your favorite player? I said the ones that show up to practice the most. That, that, that's my favorite players. Uh, those are the ones I can count on the most because they know the most. I know they know the most, you know. Um, and you're exactly right. Everything you do, um, you should want to be the best. Now, look, there, hey, we, we know some people have natural talent and they don't have to work as hard as others of us do. But if you want to be something, it's a proven fact that that you can be. You know, I don't know if one of your goals, you know, this year was to set out to be rookie of the year in the league. But, you know, by wanting to win and wanting to win championships, wanting to show up to practice and that drive uh, to be good got you in this situation. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. There were, there were definitely days where I uh, was not looking forward to practice. I was sore or whatever, but uh, you know, it's a commitment and it's a time commitment, and and I'm glad I went because I, I definitely could not be on the side much, much, uh, much better because of it. Yeah, that people don't realize that, you know. Um, practice. I, I one of my favorite sayings come from a, a guy that rodeos all the time. He says, "If you like to win, you better love to practice." And uh, exactly. I firm, I firmly, firmly believe that. And you know, I see people all the time. You know, do everything in their power to make the games, but do everything in their power not to make practice. And, you know, my motto is you win during the week, This you just show up and collect the reward on Saturday. And, yep. you know, we're missing most, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of it we're missing uh, the big picture here. But, uh, well, obviously um, you, you did have a great year. Your team's had an amazing year. And uh, looking forward to having, um, you know, a great off season and for bigger and better things. But in your your words, and I didn't put everybody on the spot that night, but what does it mean to you um, to win Rookie of the Year in the USWFL? You know, I, I, uh, I, was, I was surprised, honestly, um, and I was laughing with my coaches because they were saying, yeah, you know, we almost didn't vote for you because we forgot that you're a rookie. And, and I think um, the, that fact in and of itself is, is an honor is to, to be – you know, considered rookie of the year and valuable to a team, especially a team that was as successful as ours was this year, um, it is a huge honor. And to be recognized um, amongst a bunch of you know, players in, in a league, it's a, it's a great league. It's a great league to play in. There are a lot of great teams. Um, uh, it, it's a huge honor, and I really I don't take it for granted. And I know that i got to work even harder next year to, to kind of live up to, to that uh, that recognition. Right. So, did you play in the All Star game? I I played a little bit. Um, I was pretty sore after the the championship game, but I, I definitely played uh, a couple snaps, mostly on defense. Um, there was a, there was a number of running backs uh, on our team, but yeah, I played a little bit. 
Yeah, that that was a great game. I was I was proud of everybody that played in that game, and I know you girls that played the two games before that. I know you were really sore, and some of them uh, were even actually injured and couldn't play. But you know that that's a great accomplishment too in itself to be able to uh, make that um, from you know your coaches and your peers to pick you to play in that game, and you know to go and represent your team and to play with all these other girls and to get out there and really, um, you know, you, you didn't look like you just got together for an hour and practiced a little bit. Everything went pretty smooth. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, again, I think uh, our coaches, uh, Shelly, you know, was a head coach, but, but all of our coaches helped out in addition to you know, the head coach of the other teams. But really, you know, worked hard on getting everybody on the same page and, and it worked out really well. Everybody was willing to listen and learn and, and, and play. Um, and I think the all-star game is really good, you know, not just for the honor of being recognized, but I think it, it helps breed the uh, um, camaraderie between the teams, right? You're going to be competitors on the field, but it's nice to, to have, you have a lot in common with these, these women, these girls from these various, these various cities. And so, you know, getting to know them and, and getting to know their personalities a little bit, it's really nice. Yeah, that's definitely what we got to have a lot more of, and uh, we're working hard on it. And that's why, you know, to me, uh, having that game, I know that a lot of people think, man, you, you push that when you do the championships, and I don't, but I, I push it because exactly what you said, the, the difference of, you know, I've seen girls that, that you know, fought amongst one another during games all year over there congratulate one another because they threw a pass to a person they would never dream they threw a pass to and things like that. So um, that's why I push forward is to help gain ground in women's football, not just in the league, but in women's football in general. So um, it, was a, it was a great game, and, and uh, I'm glad you got to play in it. Yeah, thank you very much for, for inviting me. Yeah. Well, Alex, I, I really want to congratulate you on being uh, one of the rookies of the year in the USWFL and making an all-star team and, and having a great year with the North Florida Pumas. And uh, I'm expecting bigger and better things from, from you guys next year. Thank you very much, Coach. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, folks, it was Alex Perry of the North Florida Pumas. She was uh, one of the rookies of the year in the U.S. WFL. And, uh, you know, just in her own words, um, what it takes to, to get to that level, you know, play um, every every week, you have to bring it. Uh, you have to bring it to practice. You have to be be ready to to battle through soreness, to you know battle through non serious injuries and and practice and and want to get better and believe in in what your coaches are telling you and believe in uh, you know the the game plan and things you got going on. So um, it's really uh, really a great accomplishment uh, to see her there. All right, I think we've got uh, Chris Autry on. How about it, Chris? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, welcome to the fifth quarter. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thank you for having me. 
<laughs> All right, now I'm I'm uh, you won offensive line woman of the year in the USWFL, and I got this. We were it was ironic that me and Jennifer um, kept trying to figure out how we're going to decide who's going to be the offensive line player of the year. And uh, I thought, man, I I really don't know. You know, we thought about having to get some of these teams to send in clips and things of that nature. And then uh, we get this information from the Pumas that they'd sent your stats and all that to a place that grades uh, high school and NFL players, and you actually graded it a 94. Now, I don't know uh, much about how they do the grading, but I do know, a 94 to anything is pretty good. Uh, what would you say about that? Um, I was I was definitely surprised um, hearing all the stats um, at the banquet. I was sitting there and I was like, man, who is this? And then when they called my name, you know, I was I was completely shocked. I'm, I'm sure everybody's seen it on my face. Um, definitely wasn't expecting it at all. Um, it was just kind of every game giving it my best, giving it my all leaving everything on the field, and, and that's what the coaches have uh, instilled in us, and that's kind of just what I did. Right. Now, do you play guard or tackle? Tackle. Right. Yeah, now, I mean, I know y'all changed offenses um, from the time y'all played us, and you may have changed them a time or two throughout the year. Um, and a lot of, you know, I get mixed <laughs> Well, I hear mixed feelings from girls that, you know, a lot of them say, man, I'd rather, much rather pass block than run block. And a lot of them say, I'd rather run block than pass block. What's your preference? I would uh, definitely prefer a run block. Um, it, it's it's more aggressive. I can, you know, take the whoever's on the other other side of in the trenches, I can take them all the way to the end zone and, you know, just – worry about just taking them to the end zone and I, you know, I don't have to, it, it's a more aggressive block in, in my opinion. Right. Well, you know, you ask all the pro players and they say the same thing. Um, now I know, um, when I came to the Memorial game, I guess it was the Memorial day game that, that y'all had and when you played Fayetteville, Y'all just put in the uh, wishbone. How did you like? Uh, how did you like playing the tackle in the wishbone? Um, it was a, a little bit of an adjustment. I I adjust pretty well to it. Um, Coach Todd did really well working with me. Um, you know, adjusting to everything. And luckily, we have coaches that would give us that one on one and help us uh, learn it. I. I enjoyed it my, myself, um, having a team behind me. Uh, it was it was very enjoyable. Right. Well, you know, that's one thing that, uh, you know, one of the best things is to be able to understand what the coaches want and expect from you, you know, um, and to be able to go out there and do it and know they can uh, depend on you is is a, a really uh, a great achievement. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we definitely have a couple linemen that, 
in my book, uh, deserve, you know, line woman of the year um, on our team. Um, a lot of our, our line, our line is very versatile and can, you know, we can move to different to guard tackle any position and still be able to run any offense that our coaches throws at us. So it was definitely having, it's definitely nice having a, a line that, you know, is able to back you up during the diff, different offense. Right. Well, it's just like I was telling Alex there a few minutes ago, you know, playing on these uh, smaller teams, um, you definitely get to, get an opportunity to play multiple positions. And, and a lot of people don't realize this, is, you know, most pro teams only carry um, seven seven offensive linemen with them when they play away games and stuff. And those guys, you know, play center guard or tackle, whatever they need to. So being, a, you know, an offensive line player is is just being versatile, you know, in my book. And, and honestly, um, you know, to be selected as, you know, offensive line woman of the year, in the USWFL was was a great accomplishment. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I was definitely surprised. I, I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, definitely a huge um, accomplishment. Um, very, very proud. Really speechless. Um, speechless to even be, you know, uh, categorized as a, a line woman of the year. So, Definitely an honor. Right, I know when I when I announced your name, I seen the 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 shock on your face, and um, I'd actually sent a message by Coach Jones to tell all your players that I'd sent it to all the other teams as well to tell you girls that if uh, you want an award, I want you to give a speech, but. I know most of them uh, probably would be shocked and wouldn't get up there and say much. So I figured you, you girls would rather get on a, a radio show where nobody could see you and talk versus standing up there in front of all your uh, um, player friends and, and uh, deliver some words. Oh, yeah, this is a, a lot better. I probably would have froze up uh, completely. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, you know this. This right here really helped me. Having this radio shows helped me a lot uh, with being able to get up in front of people and speak. Um, before I started this show a year ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to get up there and, and uh, deliver all that I delivered at the banquet. And uh, you know, I understand. Um, most of these girls um, are sort of shy. Some of them are not now. But a lot of you girls, most of the ones I talk to are sort of shy and don't like to um, get up there or, or bring special attention to yourself. And uh, that's one reason I didn't ask, you know, anybody to speak. So, um, But I do want to um, congratulate you on the, on a great season uh, with your team. Uh, I presume that you were um, in there next uh, 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 next year or last year. From you had a great um, season and a great turnaround, and uh, you know we're looking for bigger and better things from the North Florida Pumas, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing you grow as well. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we're already, you know, going to start to prepare and do bigger and better things next year. Right. Well, you know what, to me, to, um, you know, to come from, from what happened last year to turn it around, uh, to meet some really good football teams along the way, to play in a championship and and hold your own, um, you know. Look, I I, I get because I'm, I'm with you. I understand that what it is to go underhanded against a really good team to boot. You know, no, I can't put. I don't want to take anything away from the Washington Prodigy. They're a really good team, and we all know that. But when you have to go against a really good team and you're underhanded as well. You know, it really makes it tough um, to to match up. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely tough. Um, they had a lot of fresh legs, and, you know, we had girls playing both sides of the ball. It, it was a fight. It was a, a battle, you know, with ourselves, and it, it took a lot of uh, encouragement from our teammates and coaches. Um, we were beat up, and, you know, we kept fighting. We had to leave it all on the field, and I I think I could speak for everybody on the team that we definitely left everything on the field. Yeah, you know, the the speech I gave to my girls before we went and played was, was actually have no regrets. No matter what happens today, do not have any regrets and leave everything out there on the field. When the game's over, know, hey, we, whether we win or we lose, I did everything I could to to win this game, and we either won it or we come up short. And I think if every player does that every game, then then they're going to reach their goals and they're going to be successful. Yeah, definitely. It it just takes time, um, a lot of learning, a lot of practices, like you were saying um, before. Um, Practice, practice is what makes it. So, as long as we get you know more players and um, practice like it's a game, you, you, next year there's no telling what could happen. Well, you're exactly right. Well, Chris, I want to congratulate congratulate you again on on being offensive line woman of the year um, in the USWFL. And congratulate you on a great season. I know uh, you girls didn't reach the ultimate goal, but, hey, you were there. You got to walk before you run the whole nine yards. But uh, I really um, want to congratulate you on uh, putting up a, a great fight and, and a great season. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I'm very honored. Um, I love this league. I love football. You know, I love my team, and I'm very honored to um, to be a part of this league. All right, Chris. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, and uh, good luck next year. All right. Thank you. Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right, folks. Chris Autry, uh, offensive line moment of the year from the North Florida Pumas. Um, you know, these these girls had a complete uh, turnaround from, from last season. Um, Unfortunately, for my team, it all started in the in the inaugural kickoff class for the USWFL, uh, where they come back and beat us in overtime, and went on a um, pretty good winning streak from there. 
and uh, end up playing the Washington Prodigy for the Division Two uh, Championship. So um, they they had a great great year. So um, I want to congratulate them on that. All right, I think we have Paige Jones. She on there? Hello. Hey Paige, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, you ain't been in in you have you been any of the uh in any of that good Tennessee shine? Um, I may or may have not have been in that shine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that that's pretty good stuff. So I know first <laughs> first hand how good it is. Hey, thanks for taking the time to uh be on the show tonight and uh, I know I know you're injured, and, and uh, tell us about that and how that's coming along. Um, well, we we knew when the championship game was, and we had planned to make a vacation out of it. Uh, out of it, excuse me. So we took the kids, and I remember when it happened. That was all like flashing through my head, like, oh my god, now I've ruined it for the kids and stuff. But I ended up sucking it up, and we still trucked along as we had planned. We went to Pigeon Forge, and then we ended up at our friend Fair and Amanda's in Blue Ridge, Georgia, and I'm just trucking along. I mean, I'm a lot better. It's just been a week. It still sucks. It's more of a mental thing for me. But um, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, your team, you know, um, that was obviously a a tough game. Uh, We all knew it was going to be, no doubt about it. You know, it was one of those kind of games that, um, y'all played tough, hung in there. You didn't want, you know, to get uh, to get behind, and you wanted to. I, I, I feel I look at it this way: you wanted to stay close enough to uh, you could win it if you had the opportunity, and you were already underhanded. And then when you went down, um, sort of was a dev. I mean, it was a devastating loss. But uh, when you lose. A defensive player of the year in a game like that, it, it really devastates the whole team. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was more upset. I remember laying there and, like, I knew my team needed me and we're already thin in the numbers anyway because we've had some injuries. And we our roster was definitely not as big as Washington. So I was like, I just remember that flashed in my head and I remember cussing on the field and I was like, this cannot be happening right now, you know. You know, so it sucked. I was more upset than anything. I wasn't. I didn't cry because of the pain. I was pissed off because I knew my team needed me. And I was. I felt like I let them down. You know, but yeah. Well, that, you know, that is that's part of football that we can't control. You know, and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I hated it. I hated it for you personally and and your team and that you didn't get to play on Sunday in the All-Star oh, okay. game. Uh, I, w- I really wanted to see um, how you and some of the other girls that I um, that we have on our team, how y'all would uh, play together. Um, so I'm not, And I know that really uh, got to you as well. And, uh, you know, uh, I really want to thank your 
you know, husband Todd for helping coach the team, and and uh, you know, you, them guys do a great job, and my girls didn't have nothing but respect for him and and the whole organization for uh, helping them in that All Star game. So uh, when you get off the phone, you tell him I appreciate it. Uh, tell me for sure in your own words, since I I didn't look, make anybody give me speeches the night of the awards, but. Tell me in your own words, what what does this mean to be uh, recognized as one of the defensive players of the year in the USWFL? Um, to sum it up, I would say it means everything. You you work all these long hours of practicing against these teams you're about to play, and all this conditioning and all these you know adversity that you you know face and stuff and. I'm very I'm honored to have um I I was really shocked to be honest because I know there's a lot younger girls than me, a lot better shape than I am, but um I just I feel like I have a lot of grit, a lot of you know experience, and it means everything. Honestly, it it is besides winning the championship, it's right underneath there. So I'm um, I'm thrilled to death like to say that I was presented that award. Right. Well, you know what? You bring me to a good point about talking about a lot of younger girls, other, you know, below you. I want to give you, um, do you realize that probably there was, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine awards given that night minus the coaching award. I mean, nine, not counting the coaching award. And probably half of them or more was was from players above the age of 30. So, yeah, yeah. That, to me, I'll be honest, there is a lot of great young players out there. But when you – I think that what I've seen from, from girls like yourself is – you gain more knowledge. You may not have the speed. You may not have. You may not be in as good a shape. But you're smarter. And when I say smarter, you're football smarter. And right. you know, maybe you can. Maybe you can smell out a play that they can't. Maybe you can mm-hmm. be a step faster getting to the ball versus them because they rely so much on their speed or or their youth. And when you get older and, and and things like that, and you know, trust me, like you you like yourself, you like you said, you're a mother, you got uh, kids, and and you work, and uh, you got a full time job, and then take care of those kids. That's like another uh, four or five full time job, and then playing football right. to boot. So it's tough. So you know, to me. Lynn, um, actually both players that were defensive players of the year were both over the age of 30. The D lineman of the year is over the age of 30. Uh, the overall MVP was over the age of 30. So that says a lot for me uh, as a coach, knowing what you girls can do. Uh, knowing what you go through to get these stats and to get to this status every week, so um, I think I don't think it's as much of a curse as, as what you girls think you think it is. Right, definitely. 
Yeah, I could see that because, um, for example, my my inspiration is Kim Phillips, a.k.a. Rocky, on our team, and she's a beast, and that's every day I strive to be like her. Like, if I can be half as good as she is, then I'm doing all right. So, I mean, I see it. I should have paid more attention, I guess, to who was selected. But, yeah, I guess I just feel like as long as those youngins are chasing me, then I'll keep – you know, fight and to stay above them, you know. But, yeah, I definitely get it, the experience. Right. Well, I, I, I just think that, you know, you gain – as you get older, and, and, and I didn't get to what you played last year, but I, I right. did get to what you played from the first of the year until the end of the year, and you definitely got better in my eyes. Now, mm-hmm. I can't right. I, I can't say what happened last year, but what I watched you play, you definitely – brought your game better every uh, every game and that's you know that's a, uh, a tribute to you working hard your coaches um, putting in and out plays making you mm-hmm. uh, realize what you need to do to work harder and um, you know all that don't happen if you don't have the right attitude and mindset for it to happen and that's right. why that you know we actually Creating a dirty thirty club on our team, and <laughs> I remember. no, yeah, and most of the and and I'm gonna say this: ninety percent of of our whole team's tackles came from the dirty thirty club. So mm-hmm. i i don't I don't discredit the fact that, uh, or I don't, you know, when I hear somebody say, "Well, I'm over the age of 30. Hey, man, that, hey, if you can play. You can play, and I've seen you play, exactly. so it it don't it don't matter. Correct. Yeah, but it, I mean, the more you've played, I, this is only my fifth season. My rookie year was 2009, but I took some time off. I had my second child and uh, third child in between then. But um, the game slows down for you now. As far as me being at running back, I've never done that in my life. So it's some plays are slower, but some aren't, and I'm like. You know, just like I posted the pictures, I'm like, gosh, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? But, yeah, the the more experience you have, the slower the game is for you, and you see things better. But, I mean, it's only up from here, I guess. Right. Well, I, tell, yeah. I tell those girls on our team all the time, you know, they're, they're like, it's going 100 miles an hour. And I say it's going 100 mm-hmm. miles an hour because you don't really know or understand what's going on. And most right. of the time – if if they can hear me, I can tell them what's going to happen before it happens. If if they can hear me and they don't have a clue, and I think the more you and it's something you know me and Alex was talking about, the more you make practice, the more you understand that stuff. The more times you hear it, the more times you see it. You know, I, I'm sure that. Even Todd, you get tired of hearing certain things in your ear all the time. He tells you yeah. over and over and over and over and over. But really, that that's what that's what's made you the player you have. Because at some point, hearing him say that has has really helped you along the way. Now, I know it's <laughs> you know at time it's hard to grasp all that. I get it. I'm I'm in the same situation y'all are. But it's something that has to be said and uh, he he understands he knows what kind of competitor you are and and uh, you know what kind of fire you have and and I know sometimes that clashes and you 
you have to take a minute, but uh, um, it it is. It's been a great year for you girls down there, uh, no doubt about it. Um, a complete turnaround from last year uh, to this year. Um, like I said to the girl earlier, uh, Chris Autry there, not taking anything away from the Washington Prodigy. Y'all put up a hell of a fight, two games, mm-hmm. matter of fact, against them. But, man, y'all were banged up, uh, shorthanded going in there. Mm-hmm. And then when they, the, y'all lost the Sam Kinsler, and then they lost you, Hey, that's, yep. that's tough to get through. Right, definitely. Um, I feel like if we would have the numbers, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them because they're a very, very good team. They're very well coached. They're disciplined, and they know what they're doing, and they're tough and physical. But I feel like if we would have had the numbers, it would have been a little bit bigger of a dogfight, you know. So Because when we were getting tired and we needed, you know, they put in fret, they my 11-year-old was on the sideline, and she knew. She's like, Mom, why do they keep putting in new – I said, because they had the numbers. So, I mean, that tells you right there. They were putting in fresh people, and we just didn't have it, you know. I had to come out. I was, you know, needing to get a breather, and you, you don't come off the field. I mean, he, I was able to get off of some special teams to save me a little bit, but, you know, the game of football, you need numbers, and that's my goal is to, you know, for us to get some numbers up on the roster. Right. Well, you know, the, the, well, there's three, three things that I that I seen from from Washington that that really impressed me. First of all, is they run eleven in on offense and eleven in on defense, and mm-hmm. mostly and mostly eleven on special teams. Um, the the one thing. They turned the ball over. Uh, y'all picked up some first downs. You drove the ball mm-hmm. down the field on them. Um, I think their defense is better than their offense, me personally. Um, mm-hmm. But they never really wavered or what I've seen got got down or, or really right. gave up on their game plan or something. It didn't matter. They stayed steady. Even though y'all mm-hmm. were, you know, doing some good things, I didn't see them um, waver any at all. They just kept pounding. It didn't get to them. They just stayed with their game plan. And that truly is, um, um, you know, something that comes from a good team. So I definitely right. do not want to take anything away from them because oh, exactly. two years in a row, two years in a row they've won a championship. And they've won it. You know, they haven't given it. Uh, it hasn't been given to them. But, you know, clearly, um, I don't know how many of y'all played with in that game. But, um, you know, it, it definitely, yeah, well, it definitely helps when, you know, you've got the numbers. And that's, and that's part of, you know, what I've been trying to do with this league is create parity is, you know, try to keep things from that nature of happening with mm-hmm. these teams because if you, I feel like, hey, who knows? I mean, y'all get 30 players and they got 30 players. They may beat you worse. You may beat them. Who knows? I, I, right. We exactly. can't say yeah. that until time. But it gives right. you an opportunity. That's the thing mm-hmm. gives you a better opportunity to, to step up. Now, you still have to get the girls ready to play. And first one they know. Right. We all know that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I'm with you. Um, Paige, I for sure 
want to congratulate you first on a great year. Um, being being on the defensive uh, line, or not defensive line, but defensive players of the year in the USWFL, uh, making an all-star game, making an all-star team. I uh, really hate to get to finish the championship game or get to play an all-star game. But uh, we're looking uh, forward to seeing great things from you girls for next year. Me too, me too, definitely. Um, we'll be back and better than ever. So um, this this little collarbone thing, I'll be good to go December, and I'll be hitting the weights and be doing what I got to do. Well, that's good. We look forward to having you back. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show tonight, and uh, uh, congratulations on all your achievements. All right. I appreciate it, and thank you for having me a part of the league. You bet. You bet. Thanks again. Have a great night. All right, folks. Yes, ma'am. You too. Yes, ma'am. Paige Jones from the North Florida Ponies. She was one of the defensive players of the year. Um, had a great year. Um, got better every game that, that I actually um, got to see him play. So, um, unfortunately, she got hurt in the championship game, broke collarbone. Um, I think it was late. And may have been before half. I'm not sure. It was in the third quarter, maybe. But um, broke collarbone. She was truly mad. She was one of the running backs that was gaining several yards. And, uh, one of the defensive ends that that uh, made a lot of plays, so also missed <clears throat> missed out on the, the All Star game as well. So um, that that sucks when you play that all year and you make it to those end games and finally uh, on the right track to uh, play in in the championship game and play with different girls in the All-Star game and get injured. I know um, I know because we had a couple girls as well, uh, one that broke her foot, one that sprained their Achilles, and uh, they missed the All-Star game also. So I know firsthand uh, that it sucked for them. And, uh, you know, they, there's always next year, like she said, be ready to go in December, get to work harder than ever. You know that's the that's the one thing that I love about sports is, uh, man, something about not achieving those goals makes you want to dig deeper. You know, makes you want to find that extra gear, makes you want to work harder to to achieve those goals and see what you can uh, do when you put your mind to it and uh, and work harder to, to reach the ultimate goal and and personal goals, you know. Hey, man, there's um, people can say what they want, but personal goals turn into team goals. And, um, you know, every, every person should have a personal goal. And then when they reach that, if people, each person reaches that, then you're going to win it. You're going to be there for the ultimate goal. So I have no uh, no doubt that um, all these girls are going to um, bounce back from these injuries and and uh, get back on track and, and be better than ever. Uh, their teams are going to need them, no, no doubt about that. Um, you can't replace players that uh, – 
like the ones that I'm talking about, not hurt. You can't replace them. Um, so you you definitely um, want to want to see them put in work to to get better. So um, that's that's unfortunate for those girls um, to be able to not to be able to play in that All Star game. I've seen the, the look on their faces when they showed up and and were so sad that they couldn't play. But you know, there, there's always next year. Uh, for some of them, and I don't know about Paige, but these other girls got to play last year and and truly loved it. So I'm not sure if Paige played in one or not last year. But uh, it's a great accomplishment. And, you know, like, like the Alex Perry said before, being able to play with different uh, players from other teams and, and – uh, you know, especially some of them that you uh, you don't care for as much, and they're on your team, and you're having to throw the ball to them or or make that tackle with them. Hey, that's that's the great thing about this kind of thing. So um, I, I like it, I like it a lot. So um, that's why I want to make it work every year. I want to make it bigger and better to keep these girls um, together and play to see that, uh, you know, maybe just because your coaches or your team owners or whatever don't want to, whatever the case is, don't want to buy in and and everybody be on the same page is is that we can do things uh, if we we try and, and work together, not just, you know, go out there on the island in itself. So, um, you know, and one thing I, I noticed, uh, Jennifer was telling me, you know, about the running back, the running back from Penn State is, uh, I believe he's actually working out with Todd Gurley here during the off season in the NFL. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to be, I don't know if they're going to play each other or not, but they're definitely on different teams. You know, that kind of stuff happens all the time. You don't hear about it a lot. You know, you want to hear about the great rivals and all that. And, and look, man, I love rivals. Don't get me wrong. But the rivals are the game itself. The rivals are everything, you know, leading up to that game is just window dressing. The rival is in the game itself. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love great rivals. I've been part of several of them when I played in sports and, you know, um, even in team roping, there's just certain teams, man, that you, you know, no matter what, it comes down to you and them. And, and you know, it's always, uh, seems like it's always the same ones. And those things are great, man. Most of the time, it's your, it's your buddies, you know. Some of the guys you practice with all the time. And uh, that that's the great thing about sports, kids. If we look at it that way, and this is the one thing, you know, when I got women's football uh, involved in women's football, that I I couldn't believe how how it was, and it was just I'd been out um, been out of football for years, and and the last thing I had to you know do with it was anything to do with it. It was totally different, and and Jennifer's playing, and and now I'm just uh, getting introduced back. Right 
and getting introduced to women's football. And it's like, wow, man, this ain't nothing like when I play. And, um, you know, some of these girls tell me, you don't know nothing about football. I've been playing for four years. I thought, whoa, you know, I played my whole life, but I guess I don't. Um, so it's, you know, it's definitely different. Um, I, I do know this, um, that one thing for sure is, you know, everybody in in any sport or anything that's your hobby, basically, is you would love to do that for a living because you like it, you know, so much. You wanna, uh, you wanna, would love to get paid for it. And I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm one of those people. I would love it as well. But the one thing I know is that it's not going to happen all by yourself. I promise you. There's going to be a lot of help and a lot of other people with a lot of different ideas and things along the way that's going to have to happen before you, before you're going to be uh, working your hobby being your job and you get paid for it. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I went around the room at the banquet and said, I bet you everybody in here, you know, would love to get paid to play. And everybody's shaking their head, yeah. And the uh, thing is, are we all willing to do what it takes? And that's the part that I don't uh, I don't see happening yet. And, uh, you know, that's one of the great things the, the guy said uh, from out there in Vegas at the Open Forum is, you know, we all have to care about one another, uh, especially the teams that we're, that we're playing, especially the teams that are in our league. Um, you know, we need to be uh, reaching out to them more and uh, more and uh, making sure uh, things are going as well as maybe they are here or maybe they are there and, and making sure that we – we get to the same same page. That's a big thing, and you know I firmly believe. Um, and I've talked to several uh, potential investors myself, and that's one thing that they all say. You know, is is we're one person. It, it, you know, a lot of people, numbers, things. You know, we need numbers, and that that's true. And I, I firmly believe that. Um, and I, like I said, there's there's a couple couple of teams that are definitely um, on the right track. Um, they have things going in their their favor, um, and uh, I truly um, appreciate that. I really do. Um, I guess we're waiting on Coach Patterson to, to call in. He's supposed to call in around ten. I think they um, haven't practiced tonight. I'm not sure. Um, what's going on? So if anybody uh, out there wants to call in and talk, number six five seven three eight three one zero two zero. So um, let's see, let's see. Somebody's done sent me a question here. Let's see. Now it's season over. Over what worked and what we changed. Well, well now the season's over. What what worked and what will change is the question and. Um, you know, there's, uh, 
a lot of things really, really worked, and, and I think all of it would have worked if we'd have had um, full, full, uh, everybody would have did their part, I guess, full participation is my word. If every team would have did their part, we would have been uh, right on track. Um, but I say, you know, all the time, it's easier it's easier not to do things than it is to do things right. You know, it's easier to do them, let's not do them and turn out wrong than it is to, to do them right, you know. Um, unless there's just no way possible, unless you just absolutely, totally um, don't have enough team uh, players to, to play a game, there's just no way um, you should – you should not show up for a for a game. Um that that kills the other teams. Um something has to be done. Uh about these forfeits I know I hear all the time, well you need to find them. Well, that's all fine and good, but I mean if they're <laughs> they're not gonna show up and play, how are you gonna get money from them? Um so you know what? I'm I'm gonna try to weed them out. I mean that's you know, that's what I'm going to try to do. We're, you know, it's like yeah, any, everybody, you go to the grocery store and you're looking for fruit, what do you do? You reach down through there and you try to find stuff that's not bruised or damaged, and you pick the good. Well, that's that's what we're going to try to do. I mean, if you, if you have good teams and those good teams are willing to play games and travel, what good is it to have teams that you hope will? If I sit here and build a schedule, and, man, I'm just cringing, hoping that these are going to go play, and then they leave the good teams that will play and travel. And when I say good teams, I mean good organizations that you can depend on to go play. The records may or may not be good. But what I'm talking about is good organizations that will go play and travel. Um, what you know, we can't afford. We can't afford to to mess them up. We can't afford for them to to have uh, potential big money people there to watch their team, and and them not uh, and another team not show up. It, it just can't happen, folks. I mean, you you can play uh, less games or play teams uh, more and be better off. Than, than having less than having more teams, but you can't depend on. So one thing for sure we're going to change is is making sure um, who we're who we're letting in versus uh, who we're not. And uh, you know I have some other things that I'm that I'm really working on. Uh, we're going to actually have a league meeting in uh, September to. Um, talk about a lot of this stuff, so a lot of it I won't release on here until after that day. But uh, I definitely have some, some changes coming um for for a lot of for a lot of reasons. And uh, you know that uh, it always you know it's not a it's not a trial and error but you know it sort of is a trial and error. You gotta you gotta make things work for everybody. And the one thing I'm, that I know 
that ever <clears throat> that every team wants is every team wants everybody to come to them. That's not, you know, I had a team to, well, I don't have trouble with the home game. It's the way going, really? I think that's everybody, but so, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta bust it up and, and go play these away games as well as these home games. You, you owe it to the other team. You owe it to your team. You owe it to women's football. If you sign up to play in any league, so unless you get all your players hurt or all of them quit or something, you deserve it to your league, to women's football, to all these teams to go play all these games on the schedule. Now, we know unfortunate things happen. It, it just happens. But most of the time, they just don't keep happening to the same teams. So um, good things do, uh, bad things do happen to good teams. But in the in the end, um, you have to um, you have to do what you signed up to do. And uh, we're going to change a lot of things to uh, get back to that. And uh, it's. You know, it's unfortunate that uh, some of these organizations had to go through some of the things they went through um, throughout this year. And even though they still had a had a great year, they just um, had to go through some things that they, they shouldn't have. And, uh, you know, hey, nobody wants to travel. But I'll tell you this, and I guarantee you, if I go through and ask five of uh, five of the six teams that played in the playoffs, would you rather travel and know that you want when you traveled that you were going to have a game when you get there and you were going to have an opportunity to win that game when you get there versus I don't, you know, versus not traveling and hoping you were going to get to play the game? I'll bet they would say yes. So, you know, there's something to be said um, for for these teams that, um, you know, that do everything they say. I mean, they signed up to do it, don't get me wrong, but to keep preaching and harping, hey, here's what we've got to do. Hey, we we got this schedule. We know. Go ahead. Get the calendar out. We know these days we're going to be playing um, away. We're going to be playing home. You're, as players, you have to prepare for that. You have to be ready for it. You know, when you uh, have these small teams, uh, these players missing games kills you. Absolutely kills you. So um, that's, you know, there are some things we're going to try to change um, along the way. We're going to, you know, try to weed out these teams that, you know, all this bad stuff keeps happening to you because, most of it, they, you know, they bring on themselves. So, um, I hope that answered your question. Um, not real sure, but um, you know, it it is what it is. I know every league experiences it. Don't get me wrong; it's not just this league. Um, but you know, most most leagues will take teams. Just say, oh, man, we need this team. We need this team, and and I get it. You you probably do. Uh, you know, we probably do as well. But if they're killing you, 
if they're if they're making women's football look bad, and they're making their league look bad, then you don't need them. We don't need them. Nobody needs them. They need to figure out uh, what to do. Let their girls go play on a better or serious team. Somebody that wants to play. You know, you're you're killing the sport. And uh, you know, I've, I've said it forever. Is you know, just people, you know, don't like things going on here. They just go start their own team. Well, then they don't get enough to do it. And you know, first they play a game or two, and then they're they're out. And then they're in the, you know, they have a schedule left that uh, you know forfeits on, or the league has to uh, try to figure out what to do to help them. So. Um, it, it's unfortunate for everybody, really. But uh, you know, that's one thing we're going we're going to work on is, is uh, getting better quality uh, teams that want to uh, do what most of them want to do. So, um, but anyway, um, I don't know what Coach Patterson going to make it in tonight. Um, maybe they. Uh, practice longer than he thought or uh, I'm not sure what's going on out there there in California actually. Um I know they are getting ready for the for the game against the Boston Renegade. Um I think Boston, if I'm not mistaken, played the Dallas Elite for the championship last year and uh lost but they uh, come back and made a game out of it in the in the second half. Um I'm sure that's going to be a battle. Um, the Warriors had to go on the road as well. Uh, I think they may have hosted a first-round game, but the second round, I believe, they went to Kansas City to play and uh, won by one score, if I'm not uh, wrong. And uh, it's going to be a battle this week as well. I have no doubt that's going to be a, a really, really good game. And, uh you know, like I say, I'm hoping to get down there to to, to watch it. I don't know at this point. I said I said all year that I wanted to go to, you know, if all possible. And, um, we may get to, we may not get to. I'm not wild about staying around the Atlanta, Georgia area. But uh, I guess I can if I have to. But I'd, uh, I'd like to see those games. I'd like to meet Coach Patterson. I told him if he showed up, made it, I'd uh, try to show up and, and meet him. And uh, I know, I do know they got some box seats down there. Um, I don't know what they cost people, but they got box seats and set up there in the air conditioner. And I'm going to tell you, if you've ever been to Atlanta, Georgia, in the month of July, then you probably for sure want to buy a box seat if it's a if it's at all feasible, because it's going to be hot. One thing I know is it's going to be hot in Atlanta, Georgia, July the 28th. You can bet on that. Uh, so if you're planning on going, be sure to take uh, umbrella sunscreen. Be prepared for the heat, because it's going to be a hot one. Um, they uh, they're going to be honestly there's going to be some great games, no no doubt about. It. They're going to have some great matchups, and you know that's that that's good. Uh, that's that's one great thing. Um, 
that I've seen a lot of this year is a lot of great games across um, the region in women's football, not just in one area, but across the region. Uh, there's been a, probably more uh, close games this year as a whole than than ever before, and that's that's what that's what we're after. Not just uh, one league. That's what all leagues are after. That's you're getting you're getting, you're doing things right when that happens. Um, some people may not agree. But I firmly believe that uh, when you're having competitive games, you're, you're doing some things right. So uh, no no doubt about it that uh, we're, we're on the right track um, here with getting uh, the parity right, the, the, the teams in the right places. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of teams wind up in situations because other teams forfeit or can't make it or don't want to travel and um, usually that don't uh, turn out too good because most of the time teams that um, deserve deserve to win or deserve to be in games uh, are there for a reason. So, um, but I, I do think from all the scores I hear over um, over women's football is that we're we're definitely on the right track to to get things headed in the right direction with these uh, games being closer and um, in stores and um, you know the biggest thing is getting these roster sizes up and and everybody you know. The better, the closer the roster, usually the closer the game. Now, that ain't always the case, but most of the time when you you match up teams with, with roster side, they're usually um, a pretty close game about to happen. And uh, there's, there's no doubt I've seen it happen all year in our league uh, for, for sure. So um, I look forward to to have the more of that, so um, you know, we do have, like I said, we do have um, a meeting scheduled in uh, September uh, for the USWFL league meeting. Uh, for anybody out there wishing to join our league, um, you can contact uh, the league website USWFL um, for more information. You can. Uh, Get a hold of me. Um, I'll let you know more about it. Um, whatever you need to do, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, some new league rules and uh, league changes. Um, we're going to be taking uh, bids for the championship for next year, uh, and I'll kick off classic uh, as well. Um, there's some things that we're going to be uh, talking about. Uh, that we you know going forward, thing we want to have in place, not wait till last minute to to try to get these things get these things done. So if anybody's interested, um, you know you can you can contact us and we'll let you know more information um, about what's going on. So um, I guess Patterson, uh, we're giving. 
27 minutes. He ain't going to call, I don't reckon. So um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get out of here tonight. Um, like I said, I guess they run over in practice. Um, don't blame him. I'm not, I'm not going to talk on the radio if I need to, to be at practice as well. But uh, I wish him luck. I want to thank Alex Perry, Audrey, Paige Jones, um, coming on tonight. Congratulate them girls. Uh, they did a great job this year. Girls, if if you didn't win an award and you were up for it, keep working hard. I say it all the time. There's no substitute period uh, for hard work. There, there's none. And, uh, you know, obviously um, everybody can't win. They were uh, fortunate enough to win this year. Maybe you'll be fortunate enough to win next year. Um, but definitely you got to keep up the keep the intensity up, keep the hard work up, you know, work through injuries, through, um, you know, battle, uh, through the hard times, and uh, keep, keep your head above water. Keep treading forward. So uh, congratulations to all you girls next week. I'm going to try to have uh, some winners on the show and uh, um, have some information about the WFA championship. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, until next Tuesday, uh, we'll see you then. I appreciate it.